Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. What's the Indiana Pacers' plan going forward and how the Portland Trailblazers can make a conference finals run this year? Let's talk about it. Hey guys, welcome back to Around the Arc. I'm Jamie and today I wanted to start off talking about the Indiana Pacers. So the Pacers recently just got bounced out of the playoffs. They got swept by the superiorly talented Boston Celtics, who seemed to just be clicking at exactly the right time, and they were just too much for the Pacers to handle. I think the Pacers' main problem, they just couldn't generate enough consistent offense when the going got tough. Which kind of which kind of brings me to what I want to talk about today, and that is what their plan should be going forwards this is a team that kind of exceeded expectations this year after their best player Victor Oladipo went down and that's where I think their plan needs to start they need to first get Victor Oladipo back healthy and 100% because if they can get him back to be the same player that he was before that before that season ending injury he suffered about halfway into the year then Indiana has an all-NBA player on both ends of the court. And, I mean, he's a guy that will open up the offense for the entire team, and he is exactly what this Pacers squad was missing during the playoffs. A guy who can just get you offense in the playoffs, whether that's creating for himself, or he's also a good passer and playmaker as well, who can even play some point guard at times, so he can set up other guys and make make his teammates better as well. So I think that's that's the first crucial thing that should be priority number one for the Pacers in the offseason, just get, get Victor Oladipo healthy. And then after that, they still need, I think they need a second star, that they can put next to Oladipo, a second offensive star. Because they've definitely, with coach Nate McMillan and then with the guys they've got on the roster, they've got a good, experienced, defensive-minded roster. Their problem has been offense. So I feel like they need to get another guy to pair with Oladipo to fix that issue. Now, given that Indiana's not the, the most popular free agent destination they're likely going to be limited in the summer in terms of who they can who they can draw to the team i don't think they'll get any big names so 
I think the first candidate for to fill this sort of second offensive star role has to be Miles Turner, who's already on the Pacers. And although he took a big leap this year on the defensive end, becoming one of the best rim protectors in the league, we're still waiting for that offensive leap that we've that we've kind of been expecting from from Turner for the past few years now. And I think the potential's still there for him to be a guy that can sort of average around 20 points, 10 rebounds, as well as about two and a half blocks a night. I mean, he's he's that good. He's a, he's a great shooter with excellent touch for a big guy. You see he's got that feathery soft jump shot, and he actually shot a career high from three this year at about 39%. Uh, he's also he's also got great mobility and he's a decent athlete for a big guy, which definitely showed on defense this year. But he hasn't he hasn't quite put it all together on offense yet. And I think it's, that's not so much from a talent perspective. It's not because he lacks talent on that end. I think it's mainly the mental side of things. I think he's a little too hesitant, and he just he just needs to be more assertive on offense. I think he should definitely look to post up more and sort of be be more of a focal point on offense sort of let the offense run through him a bit more and I think the capability the talent the skill set is definitely there you know with the shooting ability and the athleticism I think he just needs to slightly refine his post game and then actually be willing to post up a, a little bit more and just just be more aggressive and assertive all around on offense. I think that's the main thing that Turner is missing. So he's definitely my number one candidate for filling that second star role on this team. Another guy who the Pacers still have already got is uh, Boyan Bogdanovich, who kind of took over took over the reins as kind of the go-to guy when Oladipo went down earlier. And he did really well in that sort of lead offensive role. He averaged over 20 points per game during the time that Victor Oladipo was out. And I think he averaged a career high 18 points for the season. So even if even if Miles does break out on offense and kind of become that second star, Boyan could definitely fill into that uh, sort of number three option, fill in that role. And if he can sustain his kind of 15 to 18 points per game, if he can continue that sort of production, then Indiana could actually be fine with those three guys, you know, Oladipo, Turner, and Bogdanovich. They they might be fine with those three guys, provided Bogdanovich can sustain his level of play and Turner can kind of make the leap that we're expecting from them. However, neither of those are guarantees. So if I if I'm the Pacers, I'm I would still be trying to look for look for a guy in free agency or potentially try and trade for a guy as well. Um so I'd be looking at names like Campbell Walker potentially or I might even look to trade for a guy like Mike Conley in Memphis who has actually come out and said that he has no interest in being part of a full rebuild in Memphis so he could likely be put on the trade market. However, given given the amount of expiring deals and things that Indiana has, they would probably need to offer Sabonis been really good for them this year. They'd probably need to offer him in a deal. Whether they'd be willing to part ways with him or not, that's that's yeah, that remains to be seen. But um I think the one the one spot on this team that could seriously use an upgrade is point guard. 
and I feel like a guy like Kemba, if they if they do manage to land him, although I do see that as quite unlikely, or if they do manage to trade for a guy like Conley, both of those guys, I think, on paper would fit in very well t- with this team. Like They can both shoot great playmakers. Conley's more of a pure point guard, which might be mean he's a better fit with Oladipo. But um, I think both of these guys could work, and they would severely bolster that starting unit and help really help the Indiana offense as well. But like I said, it's not one of the marquee free agent destinations, so a trade might be more likely. It just depends whether they're willing to part ways with Sabonis, who, like I said, he was one of the best sixth men this year and was a really, really good, efficient offensive player for them. I would still choose to trade him over Turner uh, because I still think Turner's got more defensive impact and he still has more upside, I think. But that that remains to be seen. So to sum up, either hope Miles Turner and or Bojan can kind of step up into that, into those sort of complementary offensive roles to help Oladipo or look look to get a guy in the summer preferably a point guard like Kemba or, or Mike Conley. Now, second order of business for the Pacers, I would re-sign Thaddeus Young. He's just had his third season in Indiana. His numbers with the team have gone up every year he's been there. He is a he's a good, solid, consistent player on both ends. He's a good locker room guy. A good veteran presence on the team, and best of all, he likely won't cost that much money in free agency. So I think Pacers should definitely look to re-sign him. I think going forward, he can serve as kind of the the Draymond type glue guy on the team. I'm not saying he's as good as Draymond Green, but he can serve that kind of role for this Pacers team going forward. And then just before we move on, I'd like to quickly touch on the point guard position again that I was just. Uh, talking about I feels the the weakest position on this Indiana team. Now that's nothing against Darren Collison and Corey Joseph. They're both they're both serviceable point guards, but I think at this point they're both better suited to to backup roles. So um, I I would only look to hang on to one of them if I'm if I'm the Pacers, especially if I manage to acquire a starter like Mike Conley via trade. And yeah, and if if the if the Pacers manage to to sort of make the right moves and the necessary improvements over the summer, with guys like Kyrie and Kawhi possibly leaving their teams and possibly even leaving the Eastern Conference, there's definitely there's definitely a chance for for this Pacers team to rise through the ranks, becoming potentially a top two or three team in the Eastern Conference next year. But like I said, it depends on a lot of things. There's a there's a lot of things that this Pacers team needs to do. Number one, get Oladipo healthy. Number two, find a second star for him. And then re-sign Thaddeus Young and improve the point guard position. I think if, if this team can do those things, or at least a f- few of those things... They're definitely going to be one of the one of the top teams in the East going into next year. Here's a cool stat: Kyrie Irving has the highest playoff winning percentage in NBA history at seventy six point four percent, and that's for any player who has played a minimum of fifty playoff games. 
moving on now to a team that I wasn't really expecting to talk about much in the playoffs, given that I had them picked to be bounced in the first round. And that is the Portland Trailblazers, who have surprised a lot of people in round one and are currently up three games to one on the Oklahoma City Thunder, who most people had picked to advance in this series. And now watching watching this really entertaining round one matchup and especially looking at this Blazers team, I just want to go through why I think this team really does have the potential to possibly make a conference finals run this year, which before the season and especially before the playoffs after Nurkic went down, I don't think anyone would have thought would be possible. But like with everything on this team Everything starts with Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum, who are both playing at the top of their games right now. And given how much experience they have playing with each other, their chemistry is kind of peaked, where they play off each other really well. And watching the games, it's like they can sense when one of them needs to pick up the slack for the other, or they know when one of them has has it going on a given night or in a given quarter even and they know to just kind of ride the hot hand and I think one thing that separated them from the Thunder's big two in this series is that they're not they're not forcing anything they're really playing within the flow and they're trusting their other teammates to knock down shots and then all the offense that they get and they create does come more within the flow of the offense so yeah every, everything everything starts with these two and they're going to need these two to continue playing like one of the top two or three backcourts in the league they're going to need them at that level if they're wanting to if they're wanting to keep this sort of magical playoff run going another guy that's definitely worth worth mentioning here is Alfarukaminu who once again he's been awesome at both ends of the court in the playoffs which seems to be kind of a trend for him he always seems to pick up his play in the playoffs if you if you look at his stats his numbers go up across the board in the playoffs and he's proving his value once again in the playoffs this year not just with his defense you know that he's playing on playing on Paul George especially but he's now he's a legitimate outside threat and he has a reliable jumper from outside which really helps the whole Portland offense, especially Dame and CJ. It really spaces things out for them. And it's good, good that they can trust trust Amina to knock down shots when they give him the ball. Especially, he's he's really good in the corner. He's a really good corner three-point shooter. And I also want to want to give another shout-out to Maurice Harkless, who, while he may not be as consistent on the offensive end, He's he's been really good defensively as, as well, and is one of my favorite role players in the NBA. You see, he's very very strong and committed on the on the defensive end. And although he's not as consistent as consistent of a threat offensively, he does he never forces anything. He takes good shots, and he like with most of this Portland team actually remains within the flow of the offense. Now, the reason the reason why I didn't really expect to talk about Portland that much and the reason I think most people didn't really have them picked to escape round one was because because of the Nurkic in- injury. 
So like having their third best player and starting center, their star big man, having him go down was just such a crushing blow, especially so close to the end of the season as well. I think most people just sort of assumed that this team would kind of fall off and kind of flame out in the in the first round. But what they've managed to do is they've managed they they've realized that not no one player could replace what Nurkic gave them on offense and defense. So what they've done, they've done a real replace him by committee. They've had that kind of approach. So between between Ennis Cantor, who's now the starter, as well as Zach Collins and Myers Leonard coming off the bench, these guys together have managed to kind of replace Yusuf Nurkic by committee. So you've got Cantor, who's been really, really good for them since he went down and in the first round as well, especially on the offensive glass. And where people thought that Cantor would just fall apart defensively and Oklahoma City would just be able to exploit that and make him essentially unplayable. He has put the effort in. You can see that he puts the effort in on that end. While he may not be the most skilled or intelligent defender, he does put the effort in and he has been at least respectable on that end and then with the bench guys Zach Collins and Myers Leonard both have come in and provided very incredibly valuable minutes and though I think those guys kind of they they epitomize kind of the attitude of this team where it's kind of a next guy up kind of approach and everyone seems ready ready to sort of thrive in their role and those guys have done a fantastic job off the bench on both ends and you see you see with this with this portland team that they just they they play really well together you know apparently apparently this team they're quite a close group off the court and that definitely shows on the court like everybody knows their role everyone is a star in their role and that's something that you don't find with a lot of teams. And I think a lot of that is thanks to Terry Stotts and the job that he's done. I think he consistently now is one of the more underrated and underappreciated head coaches in the league. And also, I, I think a lot of credit has to also go to their backcourt of CJ McCollum and Damian Lillard, who really set the tone for this team, not just with their all-star level play, but with the sort of the the attitude that they bring to the game, the team first attitude, I think that re- they really help make things easier for the other guys, partially because of that and partially because they're just they're just so damn good as well. And neither of them neither of them gets phased under pressure either. They both they both rise to the occasion in the playoffs, and you can see in this series against the Thunder especially. Uh, with with Damian Lillard, he's not rising to this one v one matchup against Russell Westbrook, you know, with all the with all the ble- with all the bad blood between those two and all the all the stories going around in the media, but uh, about this one on one matchup, you can see Damian Lillard is not letting this affect the way he plays or the way his team plays. I mean, he has always remained calm and poised, and now his leadership seems to be rubbing off on the other guys and gives this sort of calming demeanor to the entire team. So now none of them seem to be phased by the pl- 
by the pressure and they don't seem scared of who they're going up against, which I think will serve them well, not just in this round, but in the later rounds as well, if they if they manage to get past the Thunder in round one. And if they do if they do indeed finish off the Thunder, which it's looking more and more likely now, being up three one, they'll either be facing the Denver Nuggets or the Spurs in round two. Both both of whom like they're both really good teams, but they both have weaknesses that Portland would definitely look to exploit. And I mean, compared compared to the Thunder as well, you could argue that both Denver and and San Antonio are less talented than this Thunder team. So I feel like this this round one series is really is really helping kind of set up Portland for 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 a long run and potentially even a conference finals matchup. So despite despite losing their third best player right at the end of the year, Portland they've managed to kind of band together and they may well be on their way to quite an improbable and kind of feel good conference finals run and it's going to be really interesting to see how the rest of their playoff run keeps up and if they can actually sustain this this level of play without one of their without one of their key pieces going forward so here's today's bold prediction the portland trailblazers will indeed reach the western conference finals so there we have it guys as always you can you can find me on twitter at around the arc pod or you can also you can also find me on sircharlesincharge.com and also if you're if you're enjoying the podcast remember it'd be awesome if you could leave a little five star review wherever you're listening to this it really it really does help the show and other than that i hope you hope you enjoyed the episode this week We'll be back next week with more NBA stories. Catch you then. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.